Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And welcome back to the Three Muslims Podcast And we are joined today with our brother Yahya Basir Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh What are you saying boys? Let's go! We're good, we're good bro Alhamdulillah man Alhamdulillah We're excited to have you You know I saw your Yeah you texted me the other day about like joining the podcast And I'm like I think I've done only one podcast And it was one of my friends so I'm like always reluctant to do podcasts, you know, because especially for me, I just sometimes just chat, 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 chat. And uh, I looked through the podcast and there was there was one, it was episode 52. And it was like the Jin series, bro. Oh my God, that was a mad podcast. I actually can't wait for that uh, part two. Because I was looking, I finished it. It was like an hour. And then I was like, where's the part two? Oh my God, I still haven't posted. So mm. hopefully by the time you post this, the part two will be posted. Inshallah, bro, part two's already posted. Part two dropped last night. Oh, it is? Oh, <laughs> yes. okay, 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 okay. And we finished, we filmed part three today on Psychedelics, DMT, all that. Bro, because, um, subhanAllah, like, I listen to Joe Rogan, I listen to all these lads, and, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, bro, how are they having all the same experiences and talking? Like, this thing's mad, but I've never, like, I have, you know, knowledge on jinn and, and things like that, and I know, but sometimes you don't correlate these things. Do you get mm. me? So then... So then when I was like, that makes so much sense. How did I not think of that? You know, that, you know, when they, when they take this drug, it removes that hijab. And, you know, obviously, because jinn, uh, they don't, they don't uh, like possess you. Um, they possess you for a few reasons. One of them, obviously, is, um, you know, if, if you're in a certain state of, uh, you know, ma'asiyah then they can enter or, you know, when you're intimate with your spouse, that's why you make the dua. That's why you always say Bismillah or if you're walking around naked around your house uh, and they can fall in love with you and they can enter you, you know, um, there's a few, it's it's rare, do you get me? Or you can take drugs and, you know, that is also a state of masi and khamr and it's easier for them to enter. And I'm like, bro, because I used to th- listen to it and I'm like, how, how are they all seeing the same thing? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it can't be made up then, yeah, yeah, and and subhanallah, it's like, um, uh, what your man said, I forgot what his name is. He was like, um, they just kind of you know, they just believe anything the jinn's telling them, like it's you know, gospel, like it's the word of God to them. They're like, whoa, like these voices in my head, they came to me and they were saying XYZ. Well, you know, these gym, bro, they're going to lie to you, man, to stray you off the, the path. And usually if they're going to possess you, man, they're not going to be Muslim jinn, you know? Mm. So they're not going to be, they're going to be the, the, uh, the evil kind. But that was so interesting, man. I, I, I felt I've, like I'm going to definitely listen to part two right after this. Um, you know, love a, love a good gin story, to be honest. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah. You don't need to tell us on the air if you're not comfortable, but do you have any experience with gin? Have you had any encounters? Do I have life? any experiences? Bro, you know what? Um, one of my first ex- experiences when we were doing Qiyam, Qiyam layl and there was a man I felt so bad for him. Um, he, it was like one of my first times. First of all, I seen someone who wasn't fasting in Ramadan in the last 10 days. And he was like drinking water and just like shaking. And I'm like, I was like, I don't know, eight years old. And I was thinking, man, why is this guy not fasting? I didn't think he was the other jinn in him or whatever. Um, and then it turns out my my sheikh, my Quran sheikh, was actually the one giving him ruqya, you know. And then when people found out, like the guy was, but he was working on himself. He was trying to like, you know, go into the like he was struggling, bro. Every every you know 
half an hour or whatever, he was just losing it and, and he was just grounding himself. He was working on himself to, you know, get the gin out, you know? Um, and that was, I think that was like the first and only time where I seen it in person, where I seen someone being possessed, you know, because sometimes you always hear about these stories, but you never actually, you know, see somebody uh, going through it or um, experiencing it. So that was like the first time mm -hmm. I ever saw it. And to be honest, like sometimes, you know, when you realize Jin is real, it kind of it puts a lot of things into perspective. It's like, that's the world of the unseen. That's part of it. Yeah, what else bro. is unseen? You know? you know, that that literally growing up in Canada, seeing, you know, ghosts, uh, demons, spirits, witches, movies and all that. I was like, bro, this is fake. This is like, you know, it's just for entertainment. <clears throat> and then reading in the Quran talking about Jin, it just literally consolidates how, you know, it has to be the truth. They exist. They're yeah. all around us. So how did you yeah. take that when you found out about Him and his, they see you from where you cannot yeah. see them, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know, man. It's, um, it's not something that, you know, you talk about every day or whatever. It's not something they experience every single day. But listen, in the end of the day, you do your athkar. Do you get me? You look after yourself. Uh, you make sure, bro, because even the people, there's also people in my life that I know, um, like two people that I know that got possessed and, and like for real, for real. And I remember the first time the Raqi actually showed me a video of like them losing it and like, you know, like he was filming and he was like speaking to them. And, um, and this was like a person that was close, you know, uh, I, to be honest, I didn't be, I'm like, this is definitely fake, man. This is what the hell, this is not real. And then he was showing me because the guy had no, um, handiness on technology. But I looked at the iPhone, you know, sometimes you can see the location at the time and everything. So it was filmed on his phone. There's nothing fake about this. So I was like, that's mad. And then the fact that it's someone I know as well, that's just losing it and like projecting a different voice. Um, that was like insane to me. But then I look at this person and even after they got healed, they're not looking after themselves. They're listening to music. They're doing things that are allowing the shaitan to... To, to come into their house they're still they're careless bro and obviously if you're going to be careless it's going to happen to you again obviously some people can like do it through um uh, magic or it can come in through many ways allah alam what this jinn specific i don't know the full story the full detail but i just know that this specific person is careless still to this day you know you think that after you you know something happens to you especially with you know, the jinn, the khalas, you're going to look after yourself and, yeah. you know, you're going to, you know, make sure you're, you're praying your prayers on time, doing your athkar, stuff like that. But obviously, if you're not doing it, then you're not going, you're not protecting yourself. That, these are things that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have told us about to, to, to protect yourself from these things, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you're not utilizing it, so I like, you know, you, I just don't feel bad for you if, if that's happening, you know. Yeah. yeah. Especially after, if, it, if it's happened to you and then you know you yeah. come back from it and then you're still mm. chilling um wallahu a'lam man i don't know that's like the only these are the two only things like one i saw in person the other one i saw on someone's phone that i didn't believe and then i i, I scoured through their phone and it was like you know showed the location everything i'm like that's my mm. money it like reinforced it it was like when i was older this was like three years ago you know he's like oh let me show you a video and i'm like i watched it and i'm thinking i'm looking at him he's like a 55 year old man i'm like this, this guy know how to Photoshop and would he know how to fake a video? <laughs> and I was looking through, so I was like, give me the iPhone. It was an iPhone. And then you could see, the, oh, it, was, it was mad. And that was like another reinforcement. I was like, SubhanAllah. But um, 
yeah, just the cross between like DMT and gin is 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 mad anyways. But المهم, we just look after ourselves, we make our car, you know, yeah. and that's it. That's all you can do, innit? Rami, what are you just soaking all this knowledge in? No, bro, there's no knowledge. Rami's always uh, just soaking it in. Bro, Rami has a lot to say, uh, but on a podcast, he's just he's watching me, man, talk, bro. SubhanAllah, <laughs> bro. First, I was going to ask, uh, what do you recommend for like daily afkar for protection? Bro, it's just the basics, man. You do your morning afkar, you know, sabah and masa, and then before you go to sleep. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing that, bro, and honestly, also, you have to have a daily, daily, daily dose of your Quran. You know, it's yeah. like you just have, man. It's if you're not, you just have to. But bro, here's the thing, especially with Quran, like you're praying five times a day, let's say minimum, mm-hmm. and you're praying with the same surahs over and over again. How are you going to experience the leather, the beauty of prayer, yeah. when you don't have? Because the Quran, that's the thing, man. The Quran is like. The more you have, sometimes you feel in some kind of way and you're like, let me read, you know, what Surah Qaf, you know, the ayat of the death and it kind of puts you, reminds you. Another time you feel in another kind of way, you read Surah Al-Anfal. Another time you feel in a kind of way, you're reading from Juz Amma. You know, and it's like you enjoy it. Do you get yeah. me? But yeah. it's like, I feel like when you have like a little uh, selection and you're just going through it every single time, even though, even though, listen, there's... There's nothing wrong with it. There was a story where the Sahaba complained to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam over um, a Sahabi always reciting Surah Al-Ikhlas, Qul Huwa Ahad. And, the Prophet, and yeah, the Prophet asked him, why you recite Qul Huwa Ahad? He goes, because like, I love it and I want to, you know, uh, please Allah with it. And, and, you know, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, for, for that, you're going to enter Jannah. You know, <laughs> so, and that's just Surah Al-Ikhlas. But I'm just saying in general, in terms of like, you know, um, just having the the leather in your prayer and your salah and your Quran, when you have options, when you have variety, it's always it's, it's always better. So obviously the Quran is a is a major factor as well, you know. Yeah, mashallah. bro, that thing. <laughs> uh, I, I just called you as well. I heard the Quran playing in the back in your house, man. That's yeah. that's that's it as well. That that keeps the the shayateen out. There's a story I heard about um, the specific sheikh uh, in Saudi. You know, it's one of those jinn stories. But he was saying that. Um, the someone said someone sent a jinn like a sahar to do sahar on him and he ended up not getting possessed his neighbor got possessed why because the jinn couldn't enter no way and he didn't want to go back to the sahar he didn't want to go back to the magician and be like listen it was a failed mission so he was like what's the next best thing he's seen the next house they're blaring the blaring the music the chilling he's like right cool let me enter here and and you know I not get back because I don't want to come back and tell them like you know I I couldn't even enter the mm. uh, enter the house. Yeah. So then when they were like doing ruqya, I think it was the girl. There he told them he was like I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm supposed to go to this man's house next door, and I just couldn't enter. You know because that's, that's the Quran man. consistently. You know Surah Al Baqarah is major, bro. Bro, Allah, that's so crazy. Like imagine because you're talking about the ghaib, the unseen, right? Imagine. All the times Allah has protected you, the Quran, what Allah has blessed us with, has protected us, and we don't even know. Subhanallah. Bro, like, literally. That's crazy. And, an, and another thing with the Quran, never mind the jinn, yeah? Another thing with the Quran is it protects, it protects you, uh, like, subconsciously. You're going through, like, we're human beings, bro. We all go through something. You know, we all have our highs and lows. 
and sometimes you're on a low. And let's just say you're moving mad. Okay. I'm specifically speaking about myself here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, because you've memorized a certain verse at your, at your sigar, at your youth, it just comes to you, bro, at that specific time. And you're just like, wow, I'm really here right now. I'm really doing this, you know? And it like, just that, bro, that in itself, bro, is just enough for you to learn the, the Quran. You know, mm. whenever you're in a situation, it reminds you, what are you doing? You think about it and you're like, bro, what, you know, and there's no excuse. Yeah. And I, it helps you get out, you know? Mm. There's, so there's it people... protects you quite yeah, literally from, from the jinn, but also from yourself, from, yeah. from the nafs al-ammar yeah. You know, you, you always have your nafs, bro. Uh, there's people that, what's the difference between us and, you know, the, the non-believers, yeah? Non-believers, he took his hawa, his nafs, as a god. He's just following his desires. His, and it feels good at the time. For short term, it feels good. Yeah. And sometimes your nafs will take you there. But then that Quran will protect you from, from your nafs, from your own self. If you read it with tama'un. If you read it with and you contemplate with tadabur. Yeah. Yeah. Do they not contemplate on the Quran? Some people, it's on their tongues. Yeah, but it's not in their hearts. They're reading it and they're just reading it. But they're not reading it and like literally taking it all with every... And looking at why was this verse revealed? Uh, what can I learn from this verse? How can I apply it today in, in this certain situation? How can I apply it into my life? You know? Um, yeah. It's just... Now I feel like there's there's a lot of... You know, sorry, uh, Fade, you were going to say something, but I, I cut you out. Um, <laughs> you but I was going to say, I was gonna say um, now it's like there's an emphasis of, you know, who has a nice voice and who can, mm. you know, recite in a nice way in this yeah. certain maqam or certain, oh, like, it sounds so good. Um, and it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, it's becoming pop culture, you know, um, with the, so much qari'in. But how, like, how many are there? And I, and I hope the people... They listen to these beautiful words, but they like take from. And I, by the way, I'm saying this from experience. I'll post, I'll post like a deep ayah, bro, yeah. on my TikTok, for example, yeah. Yeah. And then you just see the comments, and they're all like, everyone, like some people joking and stuff like. That. I'm like, bro, do you not know what I'm saying right now? Yeah. I'm like, this verse is so deep. Like, yeah. there should be like, you know, crying emojis in this thing. No, but people are just like, oh my god. It's... Like, you know, they'll, they'll, some, some of them will even take a joke, like, oh, I'm first or this or that. Like, you know, that's a typical TikTok. But like, mm. some people, like, you know, they'll, they'll be not taking it as serious. But, yeah. you know, Allah says, Law anzalna hadal ala jabal. If we really put this Quran on, on a mountain, you, you'd see, you'd see this, this mountain, uh, you know, this, yeah. this mountain can, can literally go down just because of this Quran and because of the weight of it, bro. You know? Um, so that's that's the best demand. That's the thing with Quran, man. You know, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful and it like um it's you're guiding your guiding torch. You know, we're not perfect as as human beings, you know, we all are, have our ups and downs and stuff like that. And if you have the Quran by your side, khalas, you know, and you, you sometimes you find like People saying, oh, for example, look at Khalid bin Walid. He didn't learn Quran or, or whatever. And Khalid bin Walid will tell you. Khalid bin Walid was like, you know, towards the end when Umar al-Khattab retired him uh, uh, from the army, he goes, I wish I had more time not doing jihad and reading Quran. Yeah. 
And by the way, jihad is the top three, one of the top threes in Islam in terms of reward, you know? Yeah. And not only that, Khalid bin Walid, when he reads the Quran, he will understand it better than me and you because their Arabic is not like our Arabic. Sometimes us Arabic speakers are not even Arabic speakers, akhi. Yeah. You know? You, we think we know Arabic, bro, but we don't know Arabic like they did. His dad was Al-Walid ibn al-Mughira. He was a poet, you know, and he was known. And, and, and that's why uh, if Al-Walid ibn al-Mughira became Muslim, probably all of Mecca would have became Muslim, but Abu Jahl heard about him going and listening to the Quran from the Prophet sallallahu so he freaked. And he hit Al-Walid ibn al-Mughira on his ego. But that's because they were known for the shi'r, they were known for the poetry, they were known for understanding the depth of the Quran. That's why when the Quran came, it was like a miracle, bro. You know, you say that to anybody else, they're like, ah, but how's that a miracle? It's a book. You know, but you, because you don't understand the depth of it in terms of the linguistics, in terms of how expressive it is, in terms of just there's so many uh, the scientific miracles. There's so many different variants that just make it insane. And not only that, back then, they didn't even know there were scientific miracles. You know, right now it's unfolding before our eyes. Subhanallah. They would just read and they would believe. And that's it. You know, yeah. um, so wallahi, the Quran, because look, in terms of the miracles, if you look at Prophet Musa, he came at a time of magic. So Allah gave him, you know, yeah. the, 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 staff. Um, the staff, you know, um, and, and that's what caused people to uh, believe in him. Because, you know, uh, the, the magicians, then they themselves were like, this is not even magic. You know, when he when he uh, came up against them. And then there was Isa alayhi salam. He came at the time of medicine. And at the time of medicine, uh, he would, you know, heal. And he would, and he would even raise the dead with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So people are like, whoa, okay. So he's coming at the time of medicine and he's doing these medical uh, miracles. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi came at the time of Poetry, where the Arabs were so, you know, profound in their speech and in the way uh, they expressed themselves, because that was the Arab Peninsula. There wasn't much. There was just people, you know, writing poetry, and you know, sometimes even a line of poetry could destroy, um, you know, people uh, tribes. Mm. Um, but he came, and he was illiterate as well. Subhanallah, and that's the miracle, you know. Subhanallah. Mm. Bro, we have a lot of brothers and sisters that are watching that are reverts and they never, you know, learned Tajweed or, you know, how to recite. And they just they just look at like English translations, knowing that it won't really be the full thing. There's a lot of other people that are just reciting, but they don't look at the meaning. And one group says, no, reciting is better. The other group says, no, it's just, you know, understanding it is more important. So what do you have to say to that? I feel Malaya. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I feel so bad for people who can't like fully take it in Arabic because it's like it's such a world of difference sometimes I'm reading a verse and I'm like yo let me check the translation just to you know know how to say in English and then I'm like bro that's it is that is the meaning but it's it doesn't hit the same you know um but what would I say I would say like I said for me you do all three bro you know you recite at the time of Ramadan, you recite, you know, after Ramadan, you memorize and you memorize. So you have, like I said, variety. You can, uh, you know, it, it shields and enforces certain things within you at times where you feel, you know, you can um, 
slip away. So you do everything. You don't have to like you don't have to memorize the whole Quran, but it's better if you do. You know, um, like the Prophet وسلم, when you know the Watis, when it gets difficult on the battlefield, he goes, Ain't Quran, where are the people of Quran? You know, because these are the people that you know would literally because they know it. And when he says in Ahlul Quran, the Prophet وسلم, was like he was mentioned, he was described as Kana Quran and Yimshi al He was a Quran that was used to walk. He walked on the floor uh, on the ground with his um akhlaq, his mannerisms, um, his way of just expressing himself to the people. He had the akhlaq of Quran. And how do you do that, bro? When you memorize it, you contemplate on it, you know, you understand it, and uh, it's everything, you know. I'm not saying memorize all of it, but the best of you are the people who uh, learn the Quran and teach it. So, and that's not my, my, what I'm saying. That's the Prophet وسلم, what he's saying. And listen, bro, it, it enforces your beliefs on a different level, bro. You hear someone, you know, say something or straight away it's rebuttaled in your mind. You already whip out the A in your head, you know. Mm-hmm. They say, you know, a specific thing about uh, Prophet Isa alayhi salam or a specific thing about, you know, a certain a scenario. You already know what the verses are and why, why the verses were sent down or why that specific. There's no, there's very little doubt in your mind. And if there is, you, you can go check it out and it's it's easy. It's accessible. It's, you know, it's, um, I think it's, it's important, bro, for everyone to, you know, have mm. a, even a bit of a relationship with the Quran, you know. Yeah. You don't have to be like. The best thing is people are like, oh, you have to be like a, a sheikh or you have to be, you know, really good Muslim to, you know, read the Quran and have a nice voice and stuff like that. But bro, mm. bro yeah, that's facts, bro. When you said relationship, it just reminded me of this running joke on YouTube and TikTok about you finding wifey, bro. So what's going on with that, bro? I know you you said you're 25 oh, bro, I knew oh, that, you? man. You, you can probably um, put that on the title, yeah. Are you in a place right now Where you're just You're not Honestly, looking bro, yeah. You're actively seeking Nah people think I'm not looking Or, or something like that I don't know man um, But yeah I'm, I'm on I'm on the hunt But I feel like it's It's difficult man um, Especially what? I'll tell you why yeah And I don't know about you There's a f- There's so many different Variants and factors But Um I don't know, social media, bro, it's, there's maybe, guys, please talk, man, because I've been talking the whole time. Uh, you know, are you married, uh, Faith? Yeah, I'm married. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, Rami, you, can, you can't get out of this, man. Because <laughs> I was going to be like, yeah, hey, you're not married. What are you not married for? But um, no, for, I'll tell you why, Akhi, yeah? Um, I don't know, maybe I'm looking in the wrong place or I've had a few, you know, Mishaps, hold on a second. My internet is unstable. Are we good? Yeah, we mm-hmm. can hear you. Oh, sorry. Um, what was I saying again? Sorry, few mishaps with marriage. Few mishaps, you think you're looking at uh, yeah, a few maybe. mishaps, bro. And you know what? I always find out, bro. You know what? I always, um, I feel like my standard has gotten so much lower before I got on social media than it was before. Like, you know, can you hear that? Yeah. Sorry, guys. You're probably gonna have to cut this out. Can you hear that in the back? I heard it for a second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. Um. 
let's just uh, go over, go go over that again. What were we saying? Maybe oh. that you, your standards have gotten low. <laughs> okay, editor, cut from here. <laughs> um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the um, hold on, hold on, because editor from here. Yeah, I feel like the standards have gotten so much lower since I hopped on social media, bro. Because for me, when I first got on, yeah, hijab was a certain thing. And I used to think whatever these girls are wearing is not hijab. Hmm. And I became complacent. And I, and I clocked this the other day when my mom was like, listen, I'm trying to find you a wife. At least help me out. What do you like? And I'm like, here. And she's like, what's this? I'm like, find me something like, like this girl. She's like, yeah, yeah, first of all, she does her eyebrows. She puts on makeup. So how she make them will go, um, you know, there's no, like, she's obviously just very fashionably, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think about the makeup thing. I didn't think about the eyebrow thing. I didn't, bro. It's just because I've become so accustomed to it through scrolling, 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 mm. scrolling. Halas, it became the norm, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, um, I just felt you know, halas, everyone's like that. And, you know, and it's just become the norm to me and it's become normalized in my head. Um, and, for me, and for me, I was like, yo, that's, that's, and the girl was, um, you know, like if you'd see her, you'd be like, okay, yeah, she's, she's not that bad. Hmm. I showed it to my mom. She's like, what are you doing, bro? You know what? Stop looking for a wife. I'm going to look for a wife. You go. I'm like, <laughs> um, and I think that's, I think that's through social media. Also, because the, you, there's so many, as you're scrolling, bro, like sometimes like options, 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 options. And when does it stop? You know, it's like, you just need to just pick one and just go for it. And just, that's what my brother was telling me. He was like, Khalas, you just pick one and that's it. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I feel like social media is just... Taken away a tiny bit, and then also, let's say she takes everything. Then there's like certain ideas, you know, that have creeped in, that are not so Islamic, mm. you know. Yeah. And bro, they're fine. So how does how does that take everything then? No, they take everything on the surface, mm, and then when you okay. when you get when you get talking, mm. you know, and I've been through. At two talking stages now when you get talking the more you find out the more you just unveil that like my values and your values are completely different you know yeah. and you also most of the time bro it's you know like let's say for me if you say qala Allah, qala Rasul, i'm going to that's it i'm going to look into it yeah and i will change my position in a snap in a heartbeat you know but if you say to them there's a lot of mujadala. There's a lot of like, oh, no. I'm not generalizing here. I'm not generalizing. You know, I'm just saying from my personal experience and it's only two times, but it's it's difficult, you know? And and mm. you know what? The That's the thing. The, the, the fight against Islam, bro, it, it comes within. And, you know, and they've spent a lot of money fighting the deen ideologically, you know? Yeah. And one of them is like the, the, just the modern, modern Islam and 
adding modern to Islam and let's change a few things about the deen. Oh, no, that's barbaric. We can't do that. Oh, no, how can you do that? You know, and it's just like there's more and more. And the more you kind of get into that, there's khalas, it's a slippy slope from there. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يُرِدُونَ لِيُطْفِئُوا نُورَ اللَّهِ بِيَفْوَاهِمْ And, and that, that's the media. They want to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouths. And Allah is going to continue his light, whether they like it or not, whether the disbelievers like it or not. You know, they're also, they're spending so much money on this propaganda, bro. Have, have yeah. the stuff on social media, bro. Even when you look at the Palestine uh, situation, أخي, you know, people got their TikTok removed. The posts have been, you know, and, and that's just a, a very, 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 very basic white and black. حق and باطل. You know, never mind the little things, the little doubts they add into the Muslims' lives, you know, on social media and the amount of times they promote certain creators to add these doubts into the the Muslim or Muslims' mind. I'm talking even about guys. I'm not even talking about, you know, um, and the thing is for us, I don't know if if it's just the Western Muslims, the ones that grew up in the West, Allah Alam, I don't know from from experience, from what I'm talking to. I just realized that there's a lot of these ideas that have crept in, you know, and mm. um, and they've, like I've said, they've spent a lot of money, bro, you know. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, um, uh, "The disbelievers they will spend their money to, you know, come in the way of the path of Allah. They will spend it. Then they will regret it. Then they will be. Then they will lose." So in the end of the day, bro, there's obviously still people there that are good and, you know, that are, it's just a matter of time and it's a matter of patience and it's a matter of also uh, nasib. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's, just, uh, that's, that's, that's that, like. Yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, the most important thing when looking for a marriage is that you ask Allah and you pray istikhara and that you make lots yeah. of dua and that you, you look for what Allah has decreed for you. Um, and how do you know that this is for you? Well, you pray istikhara and you go for it. And if Allah makes it easy, as the dua says, if it's good for me in my present and future life, then make it easy for me. And if Allah makes it difficult for you, then okay, khalas, it's not meant to be. But this yeah. is why it's so important to have yourself established and i don't just mean in terms of like oh financial stability and all of that but established in your own character and your deen your religion uh your akhlaq everything character and deen as the prophet said if you establish yourself in these things you have your principles down not only are you going to be able to vet people based on what umar radiallahu anhu said which is appearance but you'll be able to to vet them based on ideological beliefs and so on and so forth and it won't bother you when they don't meet that because you know within yourself what you what you need in a in a spouse and you know mm. that Allah just isn't this is not for you and Allah is so probably saving you for something subhanallah mm. I got a question for both of y'all so Yahya was going on about how there's there's this bro, you're the married that... one man why are you asking questions Akhi? you're the married listen, listen, one listen, listen, you have the wifey bro <laughs> why are you asking me the people, question this, I have this... questions for you where did you find the wife <laughs> I got you I got you but this is, this is gonna be for single people so for you two um, there's this proclivity that men have when they're single that they want to get married, make everything halal, you know, lower their gaze. I, I understand that we should all get married ASAP. But there's also people that are rushing into marriage and they're not ready. So how do you guys find that sweet spot, in your opinion, between waiting but not waiting till you're like 30, 40? Mm. I would say, 
Oh yeah, I would say um, you have to meet the Islamic criteria. And what is the Islamic criteria? That you are mature mentally, physically, and emotionally. How do you know that you're that mature? You're able to carry and fulfill the rights of your wife, the rights of your family. You're able to provide what Islam says uh, you have to provide. You have some kind of income. You're not a lazy bum sitting eating uh, lace chips all day uh, watching Yahya's vlogs. You know? You're, hey, you're don't working. come from a vlog, <laughs> you're, you're, you're working and then you watch his vlogs on your free time, mashallah. Yes, of course. <laughs> Come on, man. We're productive out here. <laughs> and the cinematics make me, yeah, me lose track of time, bro, sometimes, man. MashaAllah, man. It's sick editing that you do, bro. MashaAllah. Oh, nice one, man. Nice one, nice one, nice one. I need to step it up even later. So I, I, I make you lose more of your time. But no, inshallah, <laughs> you, you learn, you pick up a few things here and there. Um, But yeah, Rami answered that perfect, man. I don't even have to add one thing to that, man. That's perfect. Literally, exactly what you said, Rami. I'm with you 100%. Wow. I want to add one more thing um, because the birth of one extreme births the opposite extreme, right? So we have two extremes nowadays. We have the extreme of, you know, a 30-year-old whose mom is saying, no, you're too young to get married. And you have the extreme of the 13-year-old who's still in middle schools that want to get married, right? And maybe the 30-year-old isn't ready and maybe the 13-year-old is, but this is why they're extremes because they're very rare occurrences. But what you want to make sure is that you're not falling into any, either of these extremes. So start with that. Am I falling into an extreme? And use the guidelines of, of Islam, uh, as, as we mentioned, to, to actually see if you're there yet. And then apply those same standards Islamically to the one you're, you're looking to, to uh, marry, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Bro, we have this running joke whenever we go on live. People don't believe I'm Bengali. Just <laughs> take that no, in. I didn't think, bro. I didn't think you're Bengali, man. Uh, if you had to guess, bro, what would you say? I think you're a half African brother. <laughs> yeah, I get, bro. I get that a lot. African, half Arab, you know. Yeah, uh, bro. I've heard that. What's what's Italy, your ethnicity? Uh, what's your Sudan your mix? mixed with um, Syria or something? What's my mix? I have no mix. I'm Libyan. So you're full Libyan. Yeah. Could say like my grandmother is um, from Crete, from Greek, uh, but she her family escaped when the Ottoman Empire fell, so they went to Libya. Some went to Syria. Some went. That was pretty much like the most diverse uh, within, so you're like, Libyan you grew up group. in Ireland Libyan group in Ireland yeah so bro a lot of people have have this pressure from the parents that you gotta marry within our race you gotta marry within our ethnicity <laughs> and Islam just doesn't stop there right you can marry any other you know ethnicity what do you I what do you say a, to that bro I think I, I don't know is it um no I can't say it's an Asian thing to be honest because I was talking to one of my mates who's Libyan who also their mom's like admin that he gets married to Libinga. Um mm. what do I say? Bro, I yeah, hate yeah, like are you man. are you um, are you pro I hate that are you pro bro, mixing? I hate that bro I hate nationalism on a different level bro yeah such mm. a jahiliya thing you know yeah. and that's just nationalistic bro it's not even we're trying to keep it's dumb it's dumb bro it's just you know um who's Abu Dhar who uh you know he done a I forgot exactly what the story is, but the, the Prophet Sallallahu he basically, I think he said something to, to Bilal about, you know, his skin color. Was it Bilal? I don't know. Allah Alam. Just double check on this. If it's, if it's not right, uh, crop it out. But, you know, Bilal went to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and he complained to him and he calls Abu Dhar and he goes, You are a person who has jahiliya still inside them. And then I think Abu Dhar literally went down to him and be like, please take your qisas from me. You know, I'm so sorry. Um, 
And that's just that, bro. That's just jahiliya. It's just ignorance on a mm-hmm. different level. Like, what? You think I'm you think I'm better than you because you were born in a specific spot or because you know your dad's not so and so? You know, the best of you are the ones who are most most righteous. You know, that's the standard, Akhi. You know, that's just it. You're gonna pick a brother or a sister based on their righteousness, and that's that. If yeah. you're looking at obviously the sister, she needs to have a few extra criteria, you know. Can he provide for me XYZ? But for a guy, like, you know, is she righteous? Don't tell me where she's from, who her dad is, who yeah. this. I don't care, Akhi. You know, I literally, that's the last thing. And that's what I hate nationalism with a passion because that's the thing that's dividing us nationalism, bro. You know, and within Pakistan, within Libya, within specific areas, they'll say, like uh, in Libya, we have Lahada Shargawi, Hada Garbawi. Now he's from the West, mm. he's from the East. And then within, you go into Benghazi, ah, he's from uh, an area of so and so, ah, he's from this specific tribe. When does it end, bro? When does the division end? When does the segregation end? When Islam comes into play in people's lives and they realize, you know, there's no difference between an Arab and a non-Arab. No white, no black. Only with righteousness. That's it. You know? Because the division will never end. So I hate that. I hate nationalism. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, with me, I was, this is something that I, I, I hate, like, I think on a whole other level, because I was actually, the first time I tried to get married, I was in that talking stage and all that, I was actually rejected because of my background, because I'm, not because I'm Palestinian, but because I wasn't from the place that they're from. My and, friend actually got rejected, um, uh, actually, maybe I shouldn't include this, but it was the opposite, he wasn't Palestinian. <laughs> really? <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, I, I do know some Palestinians are like that. There's actually an elderly man, may Allah bless him, uh, from the, the masjid I used to go to before I moved. I told him about this, like, talking thing and trying to get married. And I was trying to become an electrician at the time, right? So I needed to do an apprenticeship, and it was hard to find one. He's like, listen, I know apprentices, right? I know, I know people, electricians, to get you an apprenticeship. Leave this marriage thing with this non-Palestinian girl and try and find a Palestinian girl. I'll get you an apprenticeship. And I'm like... Bro, it's like that, man. <laughs> That's different level. Bro, I I, well, I, I, I couldn't look at him the oh same after that. And I mean, honestly, there is some level of truth because if we're being honest, if the, if the man or the woman is from a place where their culture is so isolating just towards them alone, then it may actually cause problems in the marriage, which means you maybe shouldn't marry them. Like if you come from a culture that only allows you to marry within that culture, it might not be the worst thing to stick to that because there's a chance that if you go against it, your marriage life is going to suck because mm. you don't just marry the person, you marry the family, you marry the cultural family, you're marrying yeah, the yeah, culture yeah. as well. Um, but it's fact, sad fact. because it starts with culture ruining everything and invading Islam. So it goes back mm. to what you said, Yahya, that we need to implement Islam properly. And it starts with, you know, things like this. We need to teach people what Islam actually says. And Allah says in the Quran that he created, actually, I don't want to misquote it. I want you to quote it. But basically, the ayah in the Quran where Allah says that he created us in different ways so that we can learn about each other. Yeah. Different tribes and different nations. But in the end of the day, the, the best of you, I think I've mentioned that quote uh, just yes. earlier. Yeah. Who are the most righteous? That's the thing, bro. Like, like you just—it's just a place of identification. It's yeah. just I'm from this place. I'm from that place. Okay, خلاص. 
and that's that. And you get on with it. You don't judge people based on where they're from or how they look. Or yeah. it's not like that's basics, man. But it's still uh, within people's, you know, hearts, and it's just a bit of ignorance, you know. And may Allah keep us away from that, man, because you know you never want that creeping in. I mean, you're up. I mean, hundred um, percent. But I do feel like our generation is a lot less cultural than our family generation mm-hmm. because a lot of them. I, I think maybe the internet broke the barriers. Allah I don't know. Yeah. 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 I would I would agree. I would agree honestly. Um like before Fade, I wouldn't talk to him when he's a Bengali, like you get me, but now since uh <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, you would have <laughs> Bro, so oh, imagine, me, bro. Uh, me speak me knowing Rami for like two or three years now. We used to talk about how he was, you know, he was into TikTok, but I'm not saying he's not into TikTok anymore, but there's reasons, bro. There's reasons that TikTok yeah, isn't yeah. the best app. Definitely. I want to know about your relationship with TikTok. Bro, now. I'm probably the exact same, man. Sometimes I haven't been even as active on it. Honestly, yeah, when I first got cracking on it, I don't think there was any Quran on the app. So I was like, oh, it'd be nice if I can, you know. And my mom hates social media, bro, you know. So the only way she's she's going to let me do social media is if I, you know, put a bit of Quran. So I was like, I'm going to put Quran, make her happy because she's a Quran teacher. You know, may Allah bless her. So I start putting in Quran and I was like, you know what? And this is a good sadaqah jariah because you never know if you, when you pass away, you know, you pass away, you die. And it's going to happen to everyone. Every soul should taste this. But for you then to have something as a sadaqah jariah is, it's beautiful, man. You know, for me, it's, uh, I'm finding, you know, because sometimes you have to keep up with the trends, you know. Um, and then also, I don't listen to music. Like, I don't, and I'm not saying like, I don't listen to music because, um, oh, I'm so religious, whatever. I just literally find it boring. I can't, I listen to podcasts and that's that. Music, I, when I used to listen to it, I'd kind of like get bored, switch song, get bored, switch song. And there's nothing, there's no meaning to it these days, you know? But if, even if you put on a nasheed, there's proper poetry, you know, it strengthens your Arabic. So I just felt it counterproductive. Like I didn't, so, but then when I started using TikTok, you have to be up to trends. Well, you don't have to be, but like, if you want to like, you know, boost your video and get on the algorithm, you need to use the the, the music that's popping, you know? So I kind of got, so that's the, the thing that kind of got me back into that which um, I'm, I'm trying to do less of. And I, even on my, on my YouTube videos, I'm trying to like just stick to sound designing the videos. Because bro, it's for some people, it's not as entertaining if there's not like a bit of music in the back or a bit of, you know, um, you know the, the tune they like. So um, I think it's a It's a, a weapon of, you know, two edges. Uh, what do you want to do with it? You want to, you know, Fight for Sabilillah, do da'wah like Rami used to always do, and I think he still does. He, he refutes people on it. Um, bro, a lot of people I'd say I found the slam through TikTok, you know, yeah. and it comes right to their for you page. And a lot of people who are Muslims who never identified with Islam, they were just Muslim by name, are now learning things because it's just coming into their for you page, whether they liked it or not. And you know, they have a bit of goodness in their heart and they're sticking. To the video and they're watching it and they're learning some some things that are new so i feel like as long as you're producing and not consuming as long as you're not consuming too much then obviously it can kind of lead to other things but that's kind of my two cents on it um i think it's good it's good and bad obviously you know um uh, yeah. but Allah alam if uh, if or not you know <laughs> if it's the if the if the um 
the sin is greater than the the reward it's like al-khamr you know allah yeah. that's how he described al-khamr if mu akbar min al-ma so inshallah hopefully oh, listen for me anyways i'm going to try my best to kind of um also post you know my videography on it my art um which gets a crazy amount of reach on tiktok comparing to any other um social media mm-hmm. so it's good and bad bro you know it's what can you say yeah i think mm-hmm. as long as you don't stick to as long as you keep the screen time low on it and you just stick to producing and not consuming too much yeah should be all right wallahu alam what do you think ram what's your ground i haven't heard that 100% bro i agree 100% man like um i haven't posted a lot recently cuz the last video i tried to post um didn't go up because it was a bit i don't know it violated community guidelines whatever yeah, I, was, I was refuting someone and the whole thing about entertainment bro it's 100% true you need to have something that is catchy enough to keep the viewer and it's sad cuz it's only for a minute but that's the essence of the app right um the reason my account started to blow up is because of the refutations because when you have someone's face someone on the line and like they they get cut off and then someone else comes on and starts refuting them it's like a drama show and people love that but if you mm. could use that to teach people something like Aisha's age radiyallahu anha or yeah, yeah. um the the prophet and, and like um the the uh, what's it called banu qurayda and, and all of that stuff and teach them about the history the context of quran so on and so forth if they can learn about it then okay khair inshallah but i would relate it to i would say it's it's similar to just being out in a non muslim what were they saying about banu qurayda sorry you the, know like oh, the prophet so I said, uh, just about like, how like you know yeah uh, like oh he killed the jewish tribe and all this stuff okay, okay, all okay. This, yeah but people don't know that Th- this was according to the jewish law this is according yeah. you can read the verse bro they knew it themselves they knew what was going to happen to them anyways exactly you know exactly like exactly like you said they broke a treaty yeah. and what happened treason's like the worst man it's like yeah. it's like the most punishable act is treason and they knew yeah. it themselves and that's why they didn't even want to uh, let the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam be the judge so they were like let us pick from our friends from our people you know of that who are now muslim um and they chose uh it was al-aws who were you know the their their allies before islam and they used to trade with them and stuff like that but yeah. you know what i love about that when they chose who did they choose they choose uh, sa'd bin mu'adh and you know they go all the people of Aus they go up to him and they say uh, sad be care, like you know please look after our allies don't say anything you know please and then he just says this very famous quote he goes ama ana li sa'din an la ta'khudhahu fi Allahi lawma talaim has not come time for sad to not fear the blame of the blamers and that's it they knew at that time subhanallah they knew cuz then he came and he judged and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says laqad hakamta min fawqi sab'i samawati you have judged from uh, what, what is above seven heavens so allah's judgment you have given it exactly the way it is you know but that's such a powerful statement has there not come time for sad not to fear the blame of the blamers yeah you know and sometimes bro the thing is especially nowadays you fear the blame of the blamers you fear what they're going to say about you you know people's um idea of you and your image means a lot and it's fundamental for a muslim to first of all not fear the blame of the blamers and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even describes um you know he describes a certain fear of people who do not fear the blame of the blamers and you know allah says he loves them and they love him uh, the ayah is 
أم يا أيها الذين آمنوا من يرتد منكم عن دينه فسوف يأتي الله بقوم يحبهم ويحبونه. Oh, you those who believe, if you يرتد منكم عن دينه, if you leave this deen, and by leaving this deen, it's not not believing or not acknowledging لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله. It's you, you going, it's like going into a market and like, you know, choosing Islam. And you're choosing this and you're not choosing that. That's يرتد منكم عن دينه. That's, you're not taking everything. You're not picking up the banner exactly. The way Allah prescribed it to. Then Allah will replace you. Allah will bring people. Allah loves him and he loves them. What are their qualities? You know, they fear, they care about the believers. You know, wherever they are in the, in the land, they speak about them. They support them. They go to them. They have عزّة. You know, on the disbelievers and, and their religion, you know, they they stand up for what is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They fight in the way of Allah and they do not fear the blame of the blamers. Yeah. And that's it. Allah is gonna listen. If you don't, if you want to go and you want to pick this and that and whatever, because it doesn't suit your feminist agenda, yeah, Allah will replace you. That's yeah. it. It's easy as that. Because in, in the end of the day, in the end of the day, Allah is gonna give victory with me. Or without me, with you, or without you, he does not need you. You need to be part of this. Yeah, you know that kind of way. Yeah. So, bro, that that uh, that quote, such a such a wash quote, man. Such a beast quote. Uh, in that specific instance, but yeah, mashallah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's something that we lost. We, you know, as an ummah, we lost our izzah, we lost our honor, right? Like. Man, bro, I hate, well, I hate to admit this, but I'm going to say it because, man, it's true. It's real. And it used to be me. And like grade nine, grade 10, bro, I was so stupid. I told someone I was half Muslim as if I was like, like an ethnicity. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I'm like, yeah, I'm half Muslim. Like, and they're like, what the I've hell does that even that. mean? Bro, but it's it's sad because some people technically are half Muslims. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like Yahya was saying, it's like going to the market, picking this and picking that and saying, I don't really want that. You know, it doesn't fit my style, essentially. And wallah, bro, it's sad. It's sad, but that's... that's bro, when you're saying that out loud, there's a lot of people that won't say it out loud, but they, that's what they feel inside, yeah. you know? And, and bro, you're young as well. Like, you're a, you're a kid and, you know, any, everywhere you look, especially now, there's not social media to like reinforce um, what's right. Because now, uh, you know, a lot of right... And truth is coming out, you know, through people on social media, even though it's kind of low-key being suppressed. But yeah. before, bro, there was nothing. There was just mainstream media. It's yeah. what you were fed on TV, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, the Muslims believe it, bro. Yeah. The Muslims believe every single ounce of it. Like, they're just handed in, like, just take everything in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If a fasiq, oh, you those, those who believe, if a fasiq comes to you with news, that make sure it's true. That's a fasq. He didn't say non-Muslim. He didn't say someone that's actively fighting you. He didn't say someone that's actively trying to change your religion. He said a fasq. So someone who is very light on the religion, he, you know, you know, he goes out and drinks and askars and Allah and what he does. But you know that from, uh, you know, what is apparent from him. Then double check. We're not even double checking what the disbelievers <laughs> and the people that are trying to fight the deen of Allah are saying. You just take it as face value and that's that. You know, and that's what's happening. And that's what used to happen. Now, I think uh, less so because people have less trust in the mainstream. But, bro, it was difficult. You know, uh, let's say 15 years back or, you know, 10 years back, especially when you were like eight or whatever, uh, nine, 10. That's all you saw. And it's like, 
what the hell, man? What do I believe? What narrative is this? And you're just getting the same narrative. Yeah. And it's been well. fed day after day after day after day. Halas, it's be- going to become the truth. You know, after a while, the lies, they become the truth, unfortunately. If you do not tabayan, if you do not, like, you know, search for the truth. But, but that's the mm-hmm. thing, as a Muslim, bro, we should always be searching for the truth. You know, like even our religion, it's not that you um, don't believe in certain aspects. It's you're searching for the truth always, you know, the haq. And us as Muslims, everything is al-halal bayin wal-haram bayin. The halal is, is evident and the haram is evident, you know, and, and you search for the truth no matter what. Um, we, don't, we do not follow this religion blindly, you know. Ad'u ala basira. You know, I give da'wah ala basira with vision and because like, I know, you know, the truth and the haq. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, uh, what's the ayah? It's the... Um, Uh, the A just left me on, but it's basically. Oh, that's gonna wreck my head. So it happens sometimes. Uh, it was literally just in my head two minutes ago, and then the A of uh, I don't know, came to my head. But, anyways, um, uh, FMN, is it FMN? Editor, cut this out. <laughs> um, FMN, Basically, I think the tran- the translation to it is, um, are the people that know the, the the truth has, you know, is this two hours twenty four minutes so far? No, 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 that's the timestamp for us. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I was like, what? Because it, it's two twenty four. No, we got time. Um, I, I do, you don't uh, cut that out. Okay. Um, I'll bring Shaitan. I'll bring Shaitan. Bro, that is gonna wreck my. I'm sorry, man. Um, how's my ship on? Yo, you know what I'm thinking, bro. Instead mm. of cutting this part out, why not use this to go into the importance and and wisdom that you would have on how to memorize the Quran? <laughs> why not? Because it's bro, it's it's all a memory game at the end of the day. A lot of people wanna, you know. There you go. There you go. Bro, unscripted, yeah. unfiltered, bro. We're not going to cut it out. Okay, خلاص. أفمن يعلم أنما أنزل إليك من ربك الحق كمن هو أعمى. So, is it are, are the people that know that the truth has come to you, uh, you know, from Allah? I, I like the ones who are blind. You know, um, so that's the Muslim man. He's a لا يلدغ المؤمن مجحلا مرتين. The the Muslim does not get bitten from the same hole twice. You have to be on the ball with these things, especially nowadays. So, yeah, man. Yeah, He's cut that other last part. Oh, don't finish me. Inshallah. Guys, to recap. Yeah, you're going, bro. I was just going to say, but but where does that start? Where does that start? Um, you know, feeling your honor and your deen and implementing your deen. It all starts with learning Islam. You can't know mm. your, you know, you know, you can't practice your religion and be be honor or feel honorable that you practice Islam if you don't know Islam. It's like saying you love Allah but you don't know any of His names, you don't know His attributes, you don't know anything about Allah. It's like saying you have a best friend that you know nothing about. It doesn't make sense. So how is this your way of life if you don't even know about it? Subhanallah. So Muslims Perfect. need to start taking an effort the same way they go to school. They they make the effort to wake up and go to school and all that stuff. 
they need to wake up, make the effort to go learn about Islam, get a teacher, take a course, something, man. i3institute.ca is really good, inshallah. Um, but 100%. that's percent Bro, the thing is, even the role models, man. Who were the role models? You tell, tell them, name me Ashra bin Sahaba, name me 10 of the companions of the Prophet. They won't. You tell them, name me Barcelona, they'll give you the 11th start and, <laughs> and you know, the, the, the 24 squad full, no problem. They'll tell you who the coaches, they'll tell you the scores that the, the goals that were scored in 2018, 2016. Allah, you get me? It's mad. It's yeah. mad. But the role models are, if your role models are the Sahaba, bro, then you're going to know their life. You're going to know, obviously, if you're going to know the Sahaba's life, you're going to have to know the Prophet life, yeah. you know, because that's how you discover. You're like, oh, that's actually such a brave, uh, courageous thing that he did. Let me look into, you know, this specific Sahabi. Let me look into that specific Sahabi. You know, so you find you follow the seat of the Prophet وسلم, and then you take these people as your role models, yeah. you know, and then you implement what they done in their life. You implement it in yours, or you try your best because that's what role models are for. Like you, the people that you look up to, you you know, you do your best to, um, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I just seen, you know what happened? Yeah, I seen the boxing bag and it made sense why Fade Fit was his name Fit. You box, okay, yeah? Sorry, that was complete. <laughs> is that a boxing bag? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was like speaking and I was looking at it. I was like, is that a boxing my bag? Man, yeah, my boxing man noticed bag. it one hour in. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know what it is though because I have a heavy bag as well. But it's, uh, I don't yeah. have it indoors. I, I think that that's what threw me off. Mm. But yeah. Bro, there's one day that when I was watching one of your vlogs, you, you said something uh, like solo traveling is underrated. I thought I was the only one thinking that, bro, because it truly is underrated. Just being on your own terms. Yeah, you're, like, you're like a nomad. Just exploring oh, I, need the to, I need to start traveling again, man. This COVID thing. Bro, COVID just got in the way, bro. Ruined it, man. But yeah. yeah. Traveling's class, man. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's... Uh, such a thing that most people just don't explore because there's a lot of fear related to it, you know? Uh, what, are you doing, what are you doing in September, bro? September? What are you doing in September? We're going <laughs> to Puerto Rico, bro. All Puerto of us. Rico? Oh, that's actually a good one. September, why not? Halas. Bro, there was uh, some boys actually they were going to do Umrah as well in June, but I don't think it went through because of this whole COVID thing. So mm -hmm. I said I'll join as well. So Allah alam. Yeah, why not, man? Puerto Rico, it is... It's a close, close thing from Canada. So I have to cross the ocean for you guys. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not, bro? Why not? But uh, that's not going to be a solo thing, man. That's going to be a, a Jama'a thing. Yeah. It's going to be. There you go, bro. Yeah. yeah Jama'a is good as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man. Uh, traveling slick, man. Uh, What's your there's country? not much I could, uh, you know, say. I always get that generic question, man. What's your favorite country? I don't know, man. There's same same every time it's you can't really choose because the thing is if i go to turkey for example one time and you know i'm on a specific budget um you know i come winter season it's not going to be the same as if i have like a better budget summertime you know if i stay in this specific place or that specific you're always going to change your perspective depending on your situation do you get me so i can't really say but i think one of the most underrated spots for me, anyways, was Turkey and Indonesia. Indonesia was different level as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, Turkey and Indonesia. Turkey, you just see everything. There's so many different variants, bro. 
there's the sea, there's the city, there's that Cappadocia is a madness, bro. You know, sometimes you go to a spot and you're like, what is this? This is actually Instagram live, like right mm. there. It's mad because a lot, bro, the amount of times you get catfish when you're traveling, you see a spot on, on Instagram and you're like, right, I'm going to go there. And then you show up and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, you know, catfish on a different level. But Turkey, man, Turkey is sick. So I like, Turkey's I say, a real deal, bro. Yeah, I'd say I like Turkey and Indonesia. Indonesia's class as well. I want to go back and explore Indonesia proper because I got injured when I was in Indonesia. I had a little biking accident, but inshallah, we'll go back to Indonesia. I think Indonesia is definitely on the books. Mm. You don't got like stuff that's prohibiting you from traveling, like school or work or anything like that? Or I'm what? finished school. Okay. I'm finished school. I, but in terms of work, I'm self-employed. So I work for myself. I can literally just take literally today I took off. Tomorrow I can take off. The next week, you know, it comes to a certain point where you have to work. But um, you know, that's the beauty of being a freelancer. I'm a freelance videographer, so it's it's handy, bro. And you just you dedicate your own hours. You pick, you know, what you want to do. But when I was traveling, um, I also done a bit of uh, social media marketing on the side because obviously, you know, when you make videos for clients, um, there was one client I was like, bro, you're spending all this money on me, man. What are you doing? what are you doing with these videos? And he was saying, I'm actually just posing them on social media. And I'm like, right, let me run your ads. Let me run Facebook and Instagram ads for you. And let's see what we can do from there. Um, I've done it for a bit. I was very successful at it, but I didn't like it because I was just spending people's money. And I was just like, it was constantly mm -hmm. on the back of my mind. Actually, bro. I'd be like sleeping middle of the night, I'd wake up, go down, check my laptop. Sometimes like, I'd unplug my laptop, hide it so I don't do it. Well, I'd like literally wake up in the middle of the night, go downstairs, look for my laptop, plug it in, open it, wait for it to boot. And then, you know, ads manager would pop up. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, the ad's performing. Alhamdulillah, I don't know why I thought. And it's, I didn't like it, you know. It's it just different people, different, you know, this it suits them. But it was nice because I could travel and do it as well, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's, bro, that's why working online is elite. Um and I'd recommend every Muslim, even in general, to just try work for themselves or establish a little side hustle, you know, at the beginning. Like, obviously, you can't start off like that straight away. But if you can, you know, take a skill, hone it and then try go your own way. So, you know, you dedicate your own hours and you don't have a boss telling you, oh, sorry, bro, you can't pray, man. Is that Asr time? Yeah, no, sorry. And it's just like, what can you do? You know, mm -hmm. um, so. And what'd you study, bro? What'd you study in school? I did biomedical science two years. Um, then done like a, an internship in St. James Hospital. Um, and it was like probably top of the range in terms of facilities, the people, um, the research we were doing. It was ovarian cancer. And I just didn't like it. Actually. I was doing like three months of it. It was a lab. You couldn't see daylight during the day obviously you go out and it was, we're lucky because during the summer you know it would get dark at 10 so i'd leave at six and i'd still have four hours but bro i could not imagine doing that in the winter you come in when it's dark and you leave when it's dark i saw people that were passionate about it and you know when a certain result would pop up they'd be celebrating and they're happy and for me it, it just didn't do that for me you know so i was like right i'm gonna take a year off i'm gonna try to figure out what i want to do and then i started making videos 
And then I was like, you know, maybe I could, you know, take this into a profession. Maybe I can, you know, um, I like this. I can express myself with it. Videos are powerful, you know. Um, yeah, videos are, especially if it's done correct, you're influencing emotion. If you influence emotion, you literally have the grasp of what people think and perceive. You know, that's why it's very dangerous as well. And I just love that when I was first started making videos, it made me feel a kind of way and it made people feel a kind of way. And I was like, I need to make more of this. And I like this. And, you know, it kind of like kindled my passion for it. And I started it and, you know, and we're here. Alhamdulillah. I didn't go back. So a 10 minute video on average that you post on YouTube. Depends, How long would that take to edit? Always depends. Depends, depends, depends. You never know, like, uh, like my videos now, bro. I literally film them on the iPhone, you know, like the mm-hmm. the YouTube ones, um, because I realize, especially because they're not travel man. The, the travel ones, obviously, I film on my camera, but the um, when I was <laughs> when I was making, first of all, when I was making the travel videos, they never, they always get nowhere near as much views because people don't care about it, like you know, as much as you think. Um, people just want to see me just chat. So I'm like, right, I'll just give the people what they want and then be ta'ala. You know, so right now I'm just, you know, filming off my phone just to make it easy, bro. I, I bang out vlogs like I can do in a day, like film and edit in a day because it's my phone, like no problem. Um, and, you know, inshallah, when I get to traveling again, inshallah, the next uh, destination, I want to find like a cause or, or something. Because the last one I done when I was in Vietnam was the, the Muslims in Vietnam. We raised, alhamdulillah, nearly... I don't know how many dollars, like 43K uh, dollars. So I'm trying to, you know, uh, send that over ta'ala, and we get cracked. I'm going to visit them, obviously, to just update everyone on the situation and what's happening and what we've built and, you know, all of that. Um, and I just want to, like, travel, find different projects, people that need help, Muslims around the world, um, wherever they are, film it, and then, you know, do some khair with it. Do you get me? Yeah. So that's the that's the plan being later. I don't know if you've I've answered your question. I probably went on like three different tangents. Oh bro. <laughs> it's always sufficient, bro. Rami, what's on your mind? Bro, honestly, may Allah bless you in that and make it easy for you and, and allow it to to produce khair for everyone. Amen. Ajma'in inshallah. SubhanAllah. The one question I had, how do you find good deals for flights? Or is that good not- deals for flights, yeah. bro. That- I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm so bad, man. <laughs> I'm not only the thing is you have Skyscanner, but then also when you're flexible, it's a lot easier. Do you get mm. me? When you're flexible with the dates, it's a lot easier. Like if you don't, like I said, if you're freelance doing your own thing, like oh, 28th is, you know, nine euro flight. Cause bro, within Europe, it's cheap, man. I was looking at flight nine euro table, flight. Like, Bro, I was looking at a flight to Turkey just the other day. It was like nine quid. I'm like, what the hell? Bro. What am I doing here, mate? But um, I have I have some unfinished business. But I'm literally gonna go do a mission to to. I was like to my brother's mate, my younger brother. I was like, wanna what we do Turkey? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, halas. Well, we'll look into it. Halas. Maybe in two weeks, inshallah, that'll be the next destination, Turkey. But it's cheap, bro. When you live in Europe, it's lovely. It's mm. not like Canada and America where it's oh, like, I know, you know, have to think about the, the prices, bro. Uh, okay, nine euro is a bit of an exaggeration. It is nine euro, but it's not always like that. But like, bro, max, it's like 100 quid, you know, mm. 80, 70 is average. 
So it's like, but obviously, if you want to go further, I don't really, usually anywhere that's further, it's cheap to live and, you know, spend money there, but it's expensive to get there. Europe, it's the opposite. It's cheap to get there, but it's expensive. So you end up spending the same anyways, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of like hotels and stuff like that, I just on the spot, bro. Sometimes I just land into the airport and then like I'll be looking through the, what hotels available and then book on the spot and go to the taxi, like take me here. Mm. As long as it's like 100 meters or whatever from the city center. Yeah. And then we figure it out, you know, we, we, we just. Bro, I always wanted to travel and, and just do Umrah, bro. And I saw your vlog. I got so COVID lucky hit. with that, man. I got oh, so huh? lucky with that. Bro, tell me more about that, bro. Because when COVID hit, I'm just like, bro, I got to put my plans on pause. How was oh, that? Oh, man. The fact that, bro, the fact that so many things aligned on that trip, it was mad. And that's the thing is, it's that's that's what happens, bro, when you have like, you know, you have a bit of tawakkil on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just going with it and just being like, khalas, I'm, I'm going to, you know, just do it. That's it. Um, Like I missed my flight with my mate. He went back and I'm like, you know, I missed it for a reason. I'm going to go and, and I explored the region. And then the fact that I found the Vietnamese people, the Muslims and um, two years, bro, what's mad. I remember at the time when I, when I met the sheikh of the school, he was like, we need 25 grand for the water project. And I'm thinking in my head, who does he think I am? Does he think I'm some rich boy? Like, I don't, I don't have a spare 25K to give you. Like in my head, but I'm like, yeah, inshallah. And he said this two years ago. And... Then when I posted that video, it went viral. And then I was like, bro, I have to do something. And then my dad was like pressing me to do it. Like a go for me. And then we raised that in like less than a week. And I'm like, subhanAllah. The fact that he mentioned to me, and I even at the time, I was just thinking, I wish, bro. You know, but subhanAllah, Allah just makes things happen. And then after that, Indonesia, after that, you know, when I was in Indonesia, my, my family were missing me. And they're like, listen, come back. It's been, I don't know, I think it was like four months, five months. And I was like, you know what? How about we link up for Amra? Because they opened up the, the visas, you know, mm. travel. Um, I don't know if, what it is for Canada, but for us um, in Europe specifically, it was like, you can just have like 90 days and, you know, you just apply for it online. And I literally applied for it. Got it the next day. Literally the second I got it, I booked. And then I was there. My family booked it. And we were there. And it was a, an insane experience. And the thing is, you know what else? Uh, talk, speaking of saving. Mm. When people in the community found out that, you know, like my mom's friends, they were like, how are you going with no travel agent? Like, what are you doing? Especially Umrah and Hajj, you know. Hajj, obviously, I think you have to. But Umrah's like, how are you not going with a travel agent? Like, it's impossible, mm. you know. And I was like to my mom, like, listen, let's just do it the way, like, for me, let's just trust me. And I think we calculated it, bro. And we done three weeks. And that three weeks equated to one week if we done it with a travel agent. Exact everything, you know. So it's mad the cuts they make. Um, I know that's the business they're in, but it's it's insane, bro. If you just kind of just do it yourself. Um, um, we had, and then obviously they went back, and I was I stayed a bit. In Saudi, I went to Riyadh. I met with a few guys. One of them is Muta, who is like ex uh, outlaws, who's Tupac's, mm. you know, friend. He was he was slick to me, and he got me. Obviously, yeah, he has a lot of connections in Saudi, so he got me meeting a lot of people. So that was slick. 
stayed there for a bit, then I had my auntie in Bahrain, went to her. Um, and then obviously the whole COVID situation happened. So had to had to go out. But I, bro, I was going to just keep bouncing, bro. You know, um, and it's slick, man. You just meet loads of people, all different uh, walks of life, different experiences. And bro, I'm young as well. I'm not married. I don't have a lot of responsibilities. That's what even my mom was telling me. She's like, when can you ever do this again? And I was lucky because COVID hit and then it's not really as, you can't travel as fluid as that. Allah, Adam, if, we, if we ever can, you know, every different place has like quarantine standards and different requirements. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep checking if they're on the red list or the blue list or Allah, Adam, what? So it was heavy. So I got, I always think about that. I'm like, I got so lucky, especially that I'm on a trip, man. It's like, I don't know with my family and it was, oh man, I'm always just next level, bro. We were just in the Haram like 24 seven, you know? Um, I was slick. It was slick. You, you can't even describe it, man. The, the feeling you get. When did you go? The tranquility you feel. Say that again? Yeah, when did you go? And I went such a good time as well. It was um it was the like New Year's. So January. It was like the this weather year. was perfect. Like six no, months no, ago. Last five months year. ago. Yeah. No, no, it was last year, bro. Before COVID. Mm. Before COVID. Okay, because the thing like, is, bro, now you need vaccines bro, and all that. Achi, bro, yeah. The thing is also, I didn't plan to post any of this on YouTube. I just filmed it from my own memories. And then when I got doing TikTok, people were wrecking my head for YouTube. And I'm like, let me see what I have. And I had like hard drives, like stacked with Forge. So I'm like, right, let me see what I can edit. And then I literally had enough to make it 15, 20 minute YouTube videos. I was like, okay, خلاص, let's just, you know, post them. Um, so I posted it like a year late. That's why people think like it was recent, recent, but it was like literally now two years. Subhanallah. The whole COVID year was mad. Like it literally flew by. And now... We're six months into 2021. Oh my days. Subhanallah. <laughs> it's insane, man. You have to remind me. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's insane, bro. It's like how. Um, maybe that's a sign of the the, the last days. Times mm -hmm. like just flying. Allah Adam. <sighs> man, that's crazy. The concept of time is so interesting, though. You know that it's like. Yeah. I was listening to um. Uh, speaker the other day, and he was saying that in Jannah, time's infinite. And you never think about it, to be honest. Yeah, you're like, Yeah, I, I can spend. He goes, Time's infinite. You're gonna have a month where you can spend a somewhere with Amar al Khattab, for example. I'm thinking, Yeah, in my head, I remember answering him, like, Bro, everyone's gonna go to the Prophet, وسلم, Abu Bakr, Amar al Khattab, and you know, Ali, radiallahu and all of them, they're all going to go to them. Obviously, like, there's going to be no time. And then he just answered it. The second I said that in my head, he goes, yeah. maybe after a few billion years, you know, when everyone's met him, he's going to have some time for you. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Because it's eternal. It's forever and ever and ever. Yeah. I'm like, that's so crazy. How insane is that? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Um, and then even when you come back on the day of judgment, it's like, قَالَ كَمْ لَبِثْتُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ عَدَى الْسِينَ How many days have you spent on this earth? You forget, bro. قَالُوا لَبِثْنَا يَوْمًا أَوْ بَعْضَ يَوْمًا We lived a day or two. فَاسْأَلِ الْعَدِّينَ Ask the people who are counting. You know, it's, that's it. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. Time is just an insane thing, especially, you know, when you equate it to, you know, آخر years. You ever, sometimes you hear about like, oh, you're going to be waiting for this amount of time uh, for your judgment. And then this amount of time will pass for the, I'm like, bro. That's just insane, subhanAllah. So, yeah, man. SubhanAllah.
that's crazy man honestly and if you think about it it's something that we can almost understand in this life because everyone feels like life is eternal mm. yeah 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 Do you remember often the destroyer of all desires which is death right that's why allah reminds us that every soul shall taste death yeah 100 percent kind of law bro and oh, that's facts. it's like I, I know a lot of people are gonna because bro the first episode the first episode we had of this podcast we were proving god's existence and one mm. of the points is infinite regression right which is basically um you know what infinite regression is yeah 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 so basically Just time explain it quickly yeah time can't be infinite because um there's no beginning which means we would never get to this point because there would have to be an infinite amount of minutes, seconds, whatever time would have to pass before we get to this point. It's kind of like um, your mom has to give birth to an infinite amount of children before you're born. Would you ever be born? You wouldn't, right? So Jannah is not like totally infinite because it was created at a point, but it's like positively infinite. So it starts at zero and it goes one, two, three, four, five. And that is quantifiable. It just goes on for infinity. And that kind of infinite, bro, subhanAllah, just, just thinking about that, man. Wallah, it's mind-boggling. And on top of that, if this life was infinite, everyone would eventually just kill themselves. If they oh, 100%. Could. Like, sometimes you, you hear about people that are, you know, researching into, like, you know, living forever and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, like, that's <laughs> miserable, man. Yeah. You know? Um, there's a, there's a shair who was known, man. I forgot his name, but he was known before Islam. He lived so many years and he even made the share about, you know, it was, it's a famous share. He made the poem about, you know, how he's just sick of just He goes, uh, he's so sick of this life that he, and he's only lived which is like 80, 80 years, you know, but he's seen so many people. He's seen people die. Some people say Thamanina uh, uh, in his years, maybe it was like 160 or Allah Alam, exactly how they quantified it um, uh, in their time. But anyways, he was saying 80 years and he's seen all his friends die and he's just sick of it and he wants to die as well. And, you know, and that, and bro, and, and when he's dying, he doesn't know where he's going. Do you get me? It's like, that's yeah. it. And a lot of people, it's, that's another crazy concept. It's like, at least when you die, you know there's heaven and hell. Some people are, you know, they think, halas, that's it. It's over. Mm. Die and it's finished. You know, lights out. That's like, you're going to wish that on the day of judgment. You're going to see the, the animals when they, you know, they take qisas off each other. There's justice in between them. And they're going to wish. And the disbelievers say, I wish. I was mud because uh, uh, dirt because you know when the animals before Allah they come because Allah is all just he will take the right of one an animal from the other and when that's done they will turn to dust and this believer will look at that and be like I wish if only you know ah uh, Allah bro yeah man how long has been this uh, this podcast been so far one hour twenty bro ah oh, that's fresh. I think it probably, good luck, bro. Some 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 episodes we had like two two and a half hours. Some we had were forty minutes, bro. Yeah, 
we don't yeah, we don't yeah. really have a to be honest though i like i always like the one hour ones and then if there's like a part two it'll be will always be good but, yeah uh, guys if you made it this know. far write down hashtag bring yahya back so we can film part two yes 100 percent. it's a good episode bring bro. yahya back hashtag bring yahya back <laughs> um now i enjoyed I, I enjoyed chatting to you guys well it's fresh um i feel like i was talking way too much though but I would like to hear more from you next time, inshallah. Part two, yeah. You guys need to uh, join the conversation. Yeah, Can't be a yeah. one-sided We're thing. Sure there, bro. Yeah. What? You know what happened, bro? We'll be honest with you. So <laughs> the time, <laughs> Rami's like, nah. So the time that that we booked was, I think, five or six p.m. your time, right? Yeah. yeah. So we told Anhel that's the time, but that's Ireland time. Yeah. Okay. You know I mean? So he he in his calendar, he he wrote down oh, Canadian our time. time. You know, okay. so he had that free. And then this morning we were like, bro, it's like 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. our time. And he's like, oh, man, like I have like group coaching calls. So I was like, yeah, bro, it's all yeah, good. Yeah. Um, what's it called? He got uh, Elliot Hulse on, on this thing. Yeah, that was mad because I was looking through the guests. Yeah, I'm like, Elliot Hulse. <laughs> I'm like, how? Does Rami have that connection? Do you have that connection or was it him? Bro, I just emailed him. That's it. <laughs> Oh no way! Yeah, I emailed him. I t- I was just honest, bro. I was just being being authentic. I was like, hey, we have a podcast. We'd love to talk about you know theism, fatherhood, masculinity, all that. And he was like, I'm down, bro. Let's book a time. Well, fair play to him, man. He's actually, I used to watch him back in the days when I started lifting, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's rare, man, because he still believes, bro. Nowadays, man, everyone's trying to demasculine the man, you know. And he's all about like you know finding that oomph inside of you, finding that. You know, that wash inside mm. of you and just having a man be a man and a woman be a woman, bro. I, 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 and he's, man, may Allah guide him to Islam, man. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good, I mean, and, I, and you know what? I, I listened to the, the first bit and uh, I haven't finished it, but I'm definitely going to go back to that episode and uh, listen to it. But that's a mad, that was, that was a mad uh, guest, man. I was like, what? Elios, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, shot, well, we used to have some slick guests coming up as well. Inshallah, bro. Inshallah. Yeah. Inshallah. It's going to be good. On, you you want to promote it now? Come on, lads. Who'd you have? Sheikh Uthman? We got Sheikh Uthman coming up. We got Imran from Nasia Sessions. We got Eddie from The Dean Show. Stay we got tuned. some good guests coming up. Yeah. Mashallah. We about to blow. Let's go. Let's go, bro. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> boys. Keep it up, man. Allah, it's, uh, um, yeah, something that's needed. Uh, I always wanted, uh, I like, um, what are they called? Freshly grounded. And I've mm. always wanted to find variety from that. They're really good. But obviously after a while, you know, you like a bit of options and it's good now that I ha- I've added another option to my list. Have you- Taala. Now I have 52 episodes to look through. Actually, yeah, 52. Um, so, I'm going to be cracking on that. 53 hours is a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna be more than that bro i wish the episodes were cut at an hour bro there are some of them are long yeah 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 but obviously yeah, granted we, we are like 66 yeah. but we we only uploaded 52 because we're like recordings ahead of recordings bro what listen what has you consistent with this man because i see a lot of people start podcasts and then they stop after like maybe 20 25 you're asking what has us consistent yeah, yeah yeah bro straight up as a man like the worst thing you can do is set out to do something and not follow through yeah so i just I'm like that. Rami's like that. Anhel's like that. We don't have it in us to make a promise, set out for something, give someone our word, and then not really hold it through, right? We got to follow through. So December, when we started this podcast, because we're only six months, we realized, okay, we're going to do weekly. Weekly was too easy. We're like, we're going to do two in a week. 
And we just stuck with it, bro, ever since. Yeah, and I think it's easier when you have a jama'ah as well, when you have, like, three people there. Uh, everyone keeps each other accountable, you know? Yes. It's, yeah, uh, yeah man, that's slick, man. Yeah, it's Allah. Inshallah, may Yo. Allah uh, give, grant you success. I mean, bro. And, uh, I got two questions, bro. May Allah use you and not replace you. I mean, I mean, I mean. So, first question is, tell me one thing you learned from your mom. One of the biggest takeaways you learned. Second one, what's the second? Okay, the first one, my mother, man, patience. Oof, she has a lot of patience, man, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Because my dad, it relates also to my dad. My dad always speaks the truth. You know, he's a very outspoken man. And um, not only that, when you're speaking the truth politically, it lands you in, you know, specific areas. Yeah. Uh, so not to like go too deep into it, but my mom stood by him 100%, you know, until he was proven innocent um, from charges and stuff like that. And, you know, where she came from and where she landed with my dad, she literally went from being a queen then because my dad spoke in a specific way and stuff like that. Money frozen, everything, you know, overnight, bro, overnight. Trials, tribulations, and my mom stuck through it like it's because it's the hack. So you see that. That's one of the one of the main ones anyways. Uh, just having patience, having sabr, having tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, whoever you know puts the work on Allah, Allah is going to suffice him. So, bro, I seen that, and that's probably yeah, my main my main thing. Man, I look up to my mom so much, man. I love her so much, and may Allah preserve our uh, parents. Um, and then my dad, yeah, my dad's the he speaks the truth no matter what, man. He has a big character, big personality. Um, so I pick try to pick up a few things uh, from him. Um, obviously, my mom also the Quran, bro. Like sometimes leading with her, you know, after the prayer, she'd be like, can you recite that? I haven't made a mistake, but she'd be like, can you recite that verse again? I recite it and be like, why was that? I feel like you, you put too much, you know, uh, or, you know, you've done. I'm like, oh, these are such minor details, you know, but she loves the Quran so much. She's a Quran teacher. Um, and obviously I got, I you know, her uh, concern and her um uh, you know, I love for Quran. Um, alhamdulillah, we kind of, you know, my brother, Alhamdulillah, also is uh, he's even better than me. Mashallah, he's half of half of. You know, me, I'm half of on paper. You know, you can, I can't, I like, I can, you know, take out specific grace. I can finish it for you. But sometimes, you know, inshallah may Allah grant us the ability to come back and, and memorize it fully. But my brother Ismail, he's 15 now. I think he finished when he was 12 or yeah, 12, 13. And he knows it, knows it, you know. Um, but that's, you know, because my mom was pressing him more than she was pressing me. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's, yeah, probably the love of Quran and, and patience. What about you guys? You have to answer, man. You, you're probably always asking that question. You're never answering it. Really, bro? This is the first time I, I asked that. Oh, okay, okay. One thing I learned from my parents, one one from my mom, one from my dad. Uh, while I gather my thoughts, Rami, go for it. Man, don't do that to me. I gotta gather. Bro, my... you put me on the spot, man. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Bet, 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 bet. From my dad, uh, just being always trying to provide value to whoever you come across. 
never never trying to be the one that always wants to seek value and got get caught up in that but want to provide value you know for my mom perseverance man perseverance just perseverance to always do the right thing i love that man yeah perseverance such a that's a rare quality man patience perseverance um because this life man has a lot of hardships do you get me mm. and then when you see your mother it's inspiring like um what about you rami honestly i'm man. the host now i'm the host now we're part of two three i'm now mashallah oh subhanallah bro honestly for my dad bro i honestly i didn't i wasn't super super close to my dad but because he would work like all day every day bro like he dropped me dropped me off to school go to work come back sometimes like when i'm sleeping every single day took a day off once in a while so from him man i, I learned to work hard work ethic, yeah. just to keep going it's kind of love he, he worked like, a lot man. a lot and i mean a part of me was a bit upset that i didn't get much of him i didn't really have you know that side of a father but alhamdulillah man he, he put in a lot of work it's kind of law and your mother my mom bro i learned so much from my mom may allah bless her bro it's like i don't even know where to start but to summarize it bro empathy i learned bro my mom is the most empathetic person in the world and i learned my kindness my empathy everything from her so may allah bless my parents and then all of her parents i mean i mean um yes they've done a lot bro when you when you when you hear about us speaking about our mothers man it's a it hits different mothers mm. are so central bro mm. to the upbringing of a man you know um and usually bro it's you know that's the um that's why i think it was Omar al-khattabi saying that you know the the bellies of women will never uh, give birth to the likes of khalid because obviously you know khalid bin walid had a mother that you know stood by him and cared for him and you know taught him his you know manliness and his masculinity and you know other courageous things but you know the, the mother's the mother's role is like vital and central to to our lives man but i don't know maybe it's a guy's thing maybe guys are more inclined to their mothers and the the girls are more inclined to their fathers i don't know allah alam be bro yeah what do you think as could be bro i i, yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that 100% yeah it, I, I feel like that to be honest it does feel like that it does seem that way um, you know you always hear like mama's boy and, and, and like daddy's little girl and all that stuff I feel like there is some truth to that so kind of mm. like, it depends but bro while we're on the topic of mothers I want to share something that I heard a while, a while ago but kind of like so I don't even know the word bro it's so like inspiring almost mashallah like you just hear it and you're like wow mashallah so I want to share that inshallah so the, the two names of Allah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim right uh their names we recite probably the most because you know Surah Al-Fatiha, even saying Bismillah Rahman Rahim, you know. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim come from the the root word Rahamim Rahim, which means the womb of a mother. And if you think about that, bro, Wallah, that's amazing that Allah is using the term the most merciful, the especially merciful, um, using the root word of the mother's womb. Because if you look at the mother's womb, one. There's nothing really like it in, you know, the creation. So Allah is the highest example, but in terms of a mother's womb, only only moms have that. And they only do one thing. 
and they protect the baby, they nourish the baby, they allow the baby to grow so much, bro. Wallah. And it's not, and it's to the extent that a Sahabi, when he carried his mother around doing tawaf around the Kaaba for Hajj or for Umrah, I believe it's for Hajj. And he went to the Prophet and he asked, Did I repay her for her carrying me? And he's like, You didn't even you didn't even pay her for one kick. You didn't even pay for one kick, subhanAllah. Nothing compares to that. And Allah uses that for Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. And I just think that's so beautiful, subhanAllah. Bro, the amount of times my mom used that story to... <laughs> to... <laughs> We're like, what are you doing? You know, it's uh, not even one, uh, one kick of her kick. Like, what are you doing? You think uh, you've done the dishes? You're like, you're let off? Nah, come on. <laughs> uh, my mom used that story way too many times. Or, um, or even the, um, uh, the when the Prophet Sallallahu said, uh, your mother... Your mother and your mother, then your father, you know. So, yeah, man. Uh, but you know, on TikTok, you always see like red flag if he's a mama's boy, and I'm like, What, yeah, How, bro? How is that a red flag? Tell me, please tell us in the comment section if, uh, if you're a sister and you think that's a red flag, please explain your, your explanation because for me, that that baffles me, man. You know, how is that a red flag? Someone who respects their mother, loves their mother, um. Why not? Yeah, subhanAllah. I mean, I guess on this topic, there is there is an extreme. Um, and it, it, it might not be so much about the son, but more of the mother. Um, because I was actually, I was sent a TikTok recently. That's like um, the mom sometimes, who, when she doesn't get the emotional connection from her husband, she gets the emotional connection from her son. And then when a woman marries her son, she feels like that emotional connection is being stolen. So mm. if he's a mama's boy, then... That might cause problems, mm. maybe not from him, but from the mom, from the mother-in-law. That's that could be a big issue. But um, being a mama's boy, I mean, in the in the basic term of loving your mom, and having her love you, having a good relationship, being good to her, um, I would say that's a plus because if he's good to his mother, there's more of a chance he'll be good to you, inshallah. Um, but that's that's just my stance on that. It's far the bro, yeah. Yeah, subhanallah, man. May Allah bless your parents, Allah. I mean, but um, I mean, bro. Unless yeah. listen, they're trying to get you to you know disbelieve. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that's different Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, that's the only That's where you draw the line Basically Thanks Bro Subhanallah uh, With that being said Any final statements From you Yahya From you Fayyad Wallahi My final statement is Allahumma uh, sta'amilna Wa la tistabdilna I think I've used that a few times But it's such a, a Powerful statement Wallahi Use us and replace us You know um, May Allah Elevate uh, you guys and use our platform uh, to spread um, the truth and the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I love what you guys are doing. Um, mad respect. Keep it up. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I have to say, man. I mean, you're up. Jazakallah khair. Inshallah, we're going to have you again soon. Um, for a few more episodes. Bye, man. Any that's all I got, bro. Thank you so much, bro, for your time. Barakallah feek. Was wonderful. Let, I me, wonderful yeah. Let me end this, guys. Please like the video right now. What are you doing? Like the video right now. If you've reached this far, like the video and tell us that you've liked it and share it with one of your mates. Okay? We need your like. I always say this on my. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. All right. You heard it here first from Yahya Busir. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.